Behind the Wall podcast is presented by Dano Seasoning. Great cooks use real spices, and that's exactly what you'll get when you use Dano's. It's the best Dan seasoning on the market. Taste and see why we say, you don't know till you Dano. Get some today at danoseasoning.com and use our code behind the wall at checkout. The most exciting sport in the world. NASCAR. NASCAR. It's not an opinion. It's fact. And we're fanatics. This is the Behind the Wall podcast, brought to you by Behind the Wall Media. If it's race recaps, previews, driver news, results, schedules, and anything else NASCAR, we are your premier podcast. Flying by the seat of our pants, the Behind the Wall podcast with your host, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Welcome back to the Behind the Wall podcast, episode 58. We got Jay, Josh, I'm Henry Hobbs. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We've got playoffs on the way. One race remaining, Daytona, the Coke Zero Sugar 400, Saturday night. I am I am pumped for this. But let's I I don't want to I don't want to negate Michigan though because it was a, it was a decent race. We saw some action, some drama, a fired up Richard Childress, and a repeat winner. So Kevin Harvick's in the playoffs. How how are we feeling? We got one race left. If uh if we get another repeat winner, it's going to be a battle between two teammates with uh. Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon. Where, where are are you guys excited? Because I, I am, I am busting with excitement at this point. I'm so pumped. We talked about it last week. It's the middle of the season. Just it, there's something about the track choices. We also had the big like three week break in the middle, so that kind of threw a wrench in how it is. But usually, the middle of the season, we kind of get the boring races. But it completely changes when we go to Daytona this weekend. Something about Daytona under the lights is just, I don't know. It's like a whole different, it's obviously a whole different race, but it's a whole different like race track. It's, it drives so much different. The track's cooler. And I think, I think we see better moves, uh, better racing and stuff in the night one. So I'm really excited to uh, go back to Daytona. Last year's race was obviously really good with Willie B getting a victory lane for his, uh, for his first win. So storylines are created. We've had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. win this race. Eric Amarola win. Justin Haley, William Byron, so many different names go and wins it, win this race. And I'm excited to see, like you said, you got uh, all but Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon locked into the playoffs if they have to battle uh, battle each other. But if somebody below the cut line wins, you got Matty D, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's won there. So you have so many different people that could win and make their way into the playoffs. And I'm so excited. I hope it doesn't get rained out, rains in the forecast, but – I'm pumped. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Josh, there. It's going to be an exciting race no matter what happens, whether we see 
a guy on the outside win his way in or even one of the regulars, it's, it's going to be a promising race for sure. I feel like with also being 40 laps shorter than the 500 will really just create more anticipation. It'll create more excitement. I feel like guys will, with less time to make their move, they're going to be more aggressive straight from the get-go, especially like Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, and anybody else who thinks they have a shot to win who's below the cut line who needs a win to get in. And, you know, NASCAR, when they changed this race to the last race of the season, they definitely knew what they were doing as far as that goes because they wanted to create an exciting uh, regular season finale, and it's fixing to be that way. Um, so at first I was, I was really, you know, just skeptical about, you know, moving Daytona. I just really enjoyed the heritage of being on the 4th of July weekend. But so far I've been enjoying it more as a regular season finale. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Usually different organizations or leagues they'll they'll put their crown jewel or the jewel their their best product up front to start in the season. Uh I'm I'm happy with what they've done with starting the season at Daytona, the biggest race of the year and then they end the regular season at Daytona for arguably the most intense race of the season. I'm I'm excited for it. We also saw some great racing coming from uh coming from Michigan. Uh Ryan Blaney somehow found a way up front. I, I thought he had no chance to start the race. I mean, he, we started or they started the race, he fell back. I thought he's done. There's he's it's just classic Ryan Blaney. I thought we we're gonna see Kyle Larson just dominate once again. William Byron made it interesting at the end. But I, w- I was so surprised to see Ryan Blaney come back up. Uh, I do want to talk about the end of stage two. Was it one or two? I think it was stage one. Okay. At the end of one of the stages, because I don't want to get fact-checked. Uh, Austin Dillon, who was in dire need of points, because he's he's outside looking in. Dire need of points. As soon as he crosses the start-finish line, gets wrecked by Keselowski. And I'm not gonna. I'm not pl- putting the blame on Keselowski. I'm just saying that's that's what happened. He hit Keselowski and about started flipping down the front stretch. A, a ridiculous wreck. Praise the Lord for uh, the Hans device. Um, I want I want to start a little debate here. Whose fault do you think it was? I think it's clearly Brad Keselowski's fault because he came out today and said that. Uh, or I think it, I don't think he came out and said it, but apparently to some. Some data that was been released, Brad thought that there was another lap left into the stage. So when he did it, he was racing for position. Austin Dillon knew it was the end of the stage. So I think looking at it past when it happened, I think you'd call it on Brad. But looking at it from right when it happened, I think it's just a racing deal. I think Austin Dillon came up a little bit. Brad Kozlowski came down a little bit. It's the end of the stage. One of them knew it. One of them didn't. But um, I don't know. It's just they're so close. They're racing at a line. Stage points can be so valuable at this point in the season. But especially for Austin Dillon trying to uh, fight his way in. I don't know if you can put blame on one person, though, just because how, I guess, how big the need for stage points it is for Austin Dillon. There was no room there, and they both kind of pushed into each other. I agree. I don't think you can place blame on either of the drivers. Uh, I think it was just one of those freak accidents could have been avoided. Uh, Keselowski could have 
rolled up the track a little bit, whatever. Uh, there there could have been a there, you could have done a million different things to avoid that wreck, but it happened. I don't. It definitely wasn't on purpose. You could tell from the radioactive. Uh, Keselowski was torn up about it, but you know I think I think uh, Richard Childress was out of line there because I don't. I, I understand you've got the emotion right there, but it, I I just did not look obvious, or it wasn't obvious that he uh, came down on him. I think it just they kind of met in the middle. If that makes sense. I just chalk it up to a racing deal, like Josh said. If yeah. you want to place blame, I blame how the package runs and the fact that it all depends on getting a good run. And, you know, if you see the same thing at a super speedway race, you put the quarter panel, your right front quarter panel to their left rear, and you try to take their side force away. You try and side draft them. That's how it works. I mean, sure, I guess you could, you know, say, well, Brad should have known what lap he was on. Maybe he shouldn't have been racing him that hard. But, you know, Brad's racing for points too. That being said, he's already locked in. And he knows Austin is racing his way in, so maybe he should have cut him a little more slack there. But that being said, I wouldn't blame it entirely on Brad. He definitely showed a lot of remorse. He definitely had no need to take Austin out. They weren't racing each other for the playoffs. They don't have any bad blood up until now. And I don't know if they still really do. But it just, I mean, he was really remorseful about it. It was really unfortunate. And I agree. I think Richard Childress was just upset rightfully so because it's his grandson but at the end of the day it was just bad timing for to have one of those incidents and now it looks like he would either have to have Tyler Reddick do really bad or he's gonna have to go out and win Daytona all right so I thought I thought Josh had a rebuttal there but apparently this man's ordering pizza from Domino's during the podcast Look, dude, you've already got like two strikes. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, I'm about to strike out here, but we there's pizza and NASCAR. It's like they're kind of like go together. So it's hard not to think about pizza when we're talking about racing. Well, usually when you're in class and you're passing a note, the teacher will get you to read it out loud to the class just to kind of embarrass you. So let's go just just on the record. What pizza are you getting? What are the toppings? Are you using a promo code? A special? So there actually is no special for uh, medium pizzas, but one of my buddies is coming over. So we got two medium, uh, just cheese, hand-tossed pizzas. Cheese? Yeah, I'm not – pepperoni's okay, but, like, I'll eat pepperoni, but if I could, like – I just like cheese pizzas. Just plain. Plus, Domino's is just – their cheese is killer. Domino's is the best fast cheese food chain – or fast, fast food pizza chain, whatever you call it. I, I agree on that. Their crust is exceptional, but I, I would – Pepperoni's good. Green peppers are great. Jalapenos. You seem like an anchovy guy. No, I, I the only anchovies I eat are in Caesar salad dressing. What about you, Jay? Like, What's your like go to pizza topping? I'm pretty basic. I just like pepperoni. I I feel like that's all that belongs on pizza. I'm not here for this pineapple crap. I guess I could put up with some like sausage or bacon, like meat lovers, but that's about it. I think that's the only thing that belongs on pizza. I love Supreme Pizza. No. Onions, peppers. I, I'm not a huge fan of mushrooms or olives, though, so you can you can skip that. But everything else, put it on the pizza. Yeah, I'll take like a – I guess I like buffalo chicken pizza. I've been uh, eating a lot of that recently, so I'm fine with that. I like – Barbecue yeah. chicken pizza. I've never had that, but one of my buddies what? tried it, and uh, it sounded very good. That was like my favorite – 
slice of pizza from CeCe's back in the day. It was it was always a toss up between their barbecue chicken and like their Alfredo pizza, like the the super white looking cheese. Uh, pizza. The white cheese pizza, the mac yeah. and cheese pizza is always pretty solid. Yeah, I just I, I stuck to those two. That I like six pieces of each, and then a couple of cinnamon rolls. Walking out with a limp. That's how, <laughs> that's how you CC's right there. <laughs> Needed a cane to get out of CC's. That was probably the low point in my life. Never. I'm not. I'm not going to go back to that it. That sounds like a high point. Expect except you back you went to CC's. We got this place up in Mechanicsville uh, called Stevie B's. It's like CC's, but on steroids. It's so much better. I'm a big fan of that. And the owner is, was always super cool. So, is Stevie Wonder blind? No. Jay. I don't know, but if Stevie Wonder's blind and has a wife, then there's no excuse for all the rest of y'all single men out there. At Henry. Buddy, you're single till you get married. Are you? Is that how that yeah. works? Yeah. Uh, in in the eyes of the U.S. government, yeah. That's tax really season true. comes wrong. What do you what do you what do you write yourself down as? Married? No. Single. Big tax guy over here. Yeah. At this point, I think the only reason I'd get married is for tax purposes. I'd love to take a tax cut. Claim some nice. have some dependents claim you, Henry. Yeah, Jay. I mean, if you want to be my dependent, go for it. I'd love that. I'll think I'm about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't really see you as a great provider. What I'm, are you talking about? I provide L's to you on the go-kart track. I'm going to DM uh, Henry's next girlfriend this podcast and give her like the whatever timestamp this is to let him know that the only reason they're getting married is so that he can put it on his taxes. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, that's good right there. Not bad. Um, back to NASCAR though, we've got a, we've got a brand new NASCAR video game coming out, uh, for the the usual listeners, you guys know that Josh or Jay and I met Josh playing NASCAR back in the day. So, you know, with this podcast, we, we, we enjoy NASCAR video games, especially on Xbox. Uh, we're not a PlayStation podcast. Josh decided to be a little loser and jump ship, but uh, on Xbox, love good NASCAR game. We've got a brand new game, NASCAR Ignition, coming out this year. They uh, dropped the trailer, I think, seven, ten days ago. Uh, it looked good, had some questions with it, but uh, they posted a new video today with more gameplay. Uh, looks looks incredible. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I haven't had a NASCAR game since NASCAR Heat 4, so... I guess at that point it's probably been a year and a half pretty much since I played like a NASCAR console game. And uh, it's going to be weird because like I've been doing iRacing and I've, I'm excited to get back to like the console racing just because that's, I don't know, it seems less stressful and all that. And it was also fun because that's how we met and the league races that we used to do, uh, they were always fun and very frustrated when track bar would uh, – Uses lessons learned from Austin Dillon to you off the wall at Dover. That that made me so mad. And Bradius Nine won that race. If you're listening, Bradius, you owe me one. But uh, yeah, I'm holding it's my a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it was a fun time. And uh, but this one, the graphics look phenomenal. The um, 
different packages too. It is, and I I really like that. And the only thing that scares me is the fact that in all the clips we see the something similar that we what we've seen in the Heat series and kind of like cars being all in the same line and kind of quote unquote like roller coastering around the track, which I don't like. I think especially if you're going to put like cinematics in the game, don't show them all in one line. Uh, it kind of like kills the vibe right off the bat. They had mentioned that there's, you've got multiple racing lines and uh, you've, I mean, the cars drive differently when you're back in the pack than when you're up at front. Cause they're, they're preaching that this is the most realistic NASCAR game on console that they've, that's ever been created. So I'm, I'm expecting great things and they, they better back this up because I am fired up for this. The one thing that before uh, Jay gets in, sorry, I, uh, I, w- I wish they'd had the next gen car instead of the current gen car going now because you think the game's coming out in October and that's three, four months before we start the actual NASCAR season. So we're almost done with the current gen car and we're going to next gen next year. So I don't know. I just wish that they'd throw next gen in there instead of the current gen just because how close we are to the end of the season. Yeah, I agree, Josh. I feel like. They should have delayed it, although was, I'm really excited for the game. I would rather have them delay it and launch with the launch of the next gen, and hopefully, you know, it performs a little similar to the next gen. But that being said, I'm sure they'll have a DLC available for it. But uh, I'm definitely really excited. I've, I also didn't buy NASCAR Heat 5 because, it, to me, it just seemed like it was a like a paint scheme update, and I didn't want to pay, you know, 50 bucks for that. So... It's a great game, though. Truth be told, though, I was getting really tired of the 704 games renditions of the NASCAR Heat series. I feel like they were really stagnant. Not a lot had changed. I was still very frustrated with the career mode. Uh, The graphics weren't top-notch. The game mechanics weren't top-notch. So I'll be more excited to see what uh, motorsports games can really do with this. And hopefully they make some good additions to the career mode. That's why I'm looking forward to the most. I don't know what you're talking about. Cause NASCAR heat five was, is pretty sweet. I mean, I just don't, I'm sure it's a great game, but I just didn't feel like it was that much better than heat four. Personally. I just saw it more like a, like a paint scheme update really. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I thought it was going to be going into it, but after I started playing it, it just the, the driving style feels different. The engines sound great, the colors are nice, the the skies are beautiful. I, I was a huge fan of NASCAR Heat Five. Don't play as much as I should just because I'm busy as all get out. But overall, it's a it's a it's a great game. All right, so we've been doing some drafts in the past, and we've done. I guess three on three, like pickup basketball teams of fictional characters drafting, I guess the best drivers in NASCAR at the time. Now we got football season about to start. Now I want to see us draft a, uh, a team with one current driver, one uh, team owner and one, I guess, pop culture celebrity, pretty much anybody you want to put on a team, go and put them down. Uh, one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, I think I got a team All that kickers. cannot be stopped. We're going okay. seventeen and zero. Let's uh snake draft. You got to pick uh the, whoever, or we got to get someone to pick the draft order. Um, Jay, give me a year. Two thousand and four. 
2004. Uh, Josh, give me a race. Uh, Daytona 500. We're going to Daytona this weekend. Well, that's no, okay. That's uh, that's obviously Dale Earnhardt Jr. win right there. Um, 2004. Give just give me a random track. Sonoma. Kansas. Yeah. Sonoma. Okay. Let's see, driver. Uh, Bobby Labonte in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs. Seventh. 14th. 15th. Oh, 33rd. All right, I win. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going first. Josh, second. Jay, third. Snake draft like, like last time? Yeah, cool. snake draft. And now it's, your, now it's your pick, all right? Let's get it. The first pick of the uh, <laughs> the draft. Get out the chat, please. <laughs> With the first pick in the uh, the draft, NASCAR behind the wall media draft, uh, Hob Musk football team is going to go with Bubba Wallace, quarterback, uh, Mobile, Alabama. Had to think about where he's from. I knew that was gonna come. It's a, uh, it's kind of inevitable. Uh, he's he's great at football. All right, Josh. With the second pick in the behind the wall media football draft, I'm gonna go Corey LaJoy, quarterback, Spire Motorsports, because I do not know where he's from. Him and Bubba went out on the. Uh, Gosh. I guess to track to throw football during the rain delay. And I know that's what Jay was thinking. So when uh, yep, Henry took uh, Bubba, I had to go Corey LaJoy. He's a other top prospect. I bet you don't know where he's from, though. Yeah, kind of lacking there. Yeah, some, sure some owner you are. are. Yeah, just for that, you should get your pick revoked. <laughs> Strike two for the podcast. All right, Jay. <laughs> the uh, third pick. In the behind the wall media draft, I would have to go with I'm feeling someone athletic, someone who's got a good arm. I don't think anybody's got bigger arms than Ryan Newman. Plus, you try and sack him, you can't take him down. He's just going to brush you right off. He's going to stiff arm you like Derrick Henry. All right, that, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. All right, next pick. And so, uh, is this owner now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the fourth pick in the behind the wall media draft and the first owner, I'm going to have to go with uh, Justin Marks. Oh, you, know? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, you know, still a young guy, still strapping young buck, very fit. Definitely would make a good running back. Um, he's going to be my pick. With the fifth pick in the Behind the Wall Media football draft, I'm going to go Brad Doherty, wide receiver. You've got to be from kidding JTG me. JTG Doherty Racing. Dude is a giant. His hand's got to be big if he's that tall. He's catching every ball that gets thrown to him by Corey LaJoy. Can't tell me we won't be a threat in the, uh, the red zone. Yeah, both my, both my owners gone just like that. But I've got another one up my sleeve. Get ready. 
six pack. Golly. Pick, six pack. Pick. Pack. I gotta do it again. Sixth pick in the behind the wall media football draft. Hob Musk football team is gonna go with driver owner Denny Hamlin. Okay, that's a solid pick. Dude's crazy yeah. athletic too. Yeah, Bunch and you got the Jordan, chemistry. So you got the money coming in too. Yeah, you got the you got the synergy between Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin. So they they've already got the uh, the mojo going. So it's it's a no brainer if I can't have uh, Justin Marsh or Do- uh, Brad Doherty. All right, uh, I guess it's my turn again. Going celebrity. Let's do four person because three three's kind of weird. All right, so who are we? What, gotta, who's the last position? We got quarterback running. Okay, Fan, cool. Uh, uh, lineman. <laughs> All right. So we've got quarterback, wide receiver, lineman to snap the ball, and then uh, running back. So this is uh, this round is fan uh, celebrity. It is. With the next pick in the behind the wall media football draft, Hob Musk going abroad. We're going with Hasbulla, running back, Russia. <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> he's so small that you can't really take him down. If you try to, he's going to hit you with that mean kick. It's unbeatable. All right, try try to top that one. With the... What pick are we on? The seventh pick. Eighth. eighth pick. With eighth pick in the behind the wall media football draft. My pick's not as small. He's actually pretty tall. He's oh that's kinda cool rhyme. Behind the wall media rapping, come to SoundCloud near you. But uh I'm gonna go six foot tall post Malone from Syracuse, New York. Syracuse. Dude's heavy set. He's tall. He's plowing through anybody who tries to stop him. We got a really tall lineup here. LaJoy is tall. Brad Doherty's a giant. Post Malone, I don't know. Anybody over like 5'6 is tall to me because I'm just looking up at him. Yeah, but how are you going to catch Hasbulla uh, running I, through the legs? Hey, we don't got, uh, we're not drafting a defense. I mean, we got a pretty stellar defense already here. So we're just hoping they can stop Hasbulla. That's laughable. All right, Jay. With the ninth pick in the uh, behind-the-wall media draft, I'm going to have to go with Tucker Carlson <laughs> for no other reason because you can't cuck the tuck. <laughs> and so you could use that soundbite. <laughs> it's just no special features, no abilities, not super athletic. You just can't cuck the tuck. <laughs> you know, as soon as a flag gets called on him, he's gonna sit there and debate it. Yes, <laughs> without well, the, a doubt. With a with with a left, I would want you to believe that I was holding. But if you look at my my playing style, you would see that I don't hold. I merely cusp or cup. Cusp. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> cusp. <laughs> All right, Jay, uh, you're up. All right. Um, what what is the category here? Fictional character. Fictional character. Okay. 
Uh, last pick for me in the draft, fictional character. I'm going to have to go with uh, – you put me on the spot here. I'm going to have to think of somebody. Uh, we'll go with uh, – we'll go with Darth Vader because he seems pretty cool and he's tall. Force choke people, I guess. I just came up with that on the fly. <laughs> Darth Vader cooler. because he's tall and seems cool. <laughs> yeah. What a quote! Force <laughs> choke. He's all emo like that. He'd be a good. He'd be a good person on a football team. <laughs> I'm still hung up on the force choke. I don't see how that equates to football, but you do, UJ. Forcing the other team to choke, man. Come on. Oh, okay. pulling Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shut up. To three. Shut up. I'm still not over that. At least we made the Super Bowl, Mr. Uh, football team fan. Hey, we're coming for him this year. Yeah, okay. Let's see who you got. That's a wrong sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> With... <laughs> With the 13th... I'm speaking now. Uh... <laughs> With whatever pick I have, <laughs> I'm so gone. Can we like redo this? No. One take wonders. Oh my god. Uh, with picking? whatever pick, I'm gonna go. Can't the cook the tuck. <laughs> I'm gonna go the Hulk because dude's blocking everybody. He can probably block three people at a time. Snap the ball. The ball might be coming in a little fast, so he might have to put Corey LaJoy a good 20, 30 yards behind him. LaJoy can throw easily a 90-yard bomb, so I'm not worried. The Hulk is my snapper. Mm, okay. I should have picked Adam Thomas. Yeah, that's true. He's a fictional football player. All right. With the final pick in the behind-the-wall media football draft, Hob Musk football team is going to go with Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I need someone to snap. The speed coming out of the out of Hurricane Sandy to uh to Bubba Wallace the quarterback would be insane. If we have the and if then, we have who, any who, listeners who live in Jersey, New England, I'm so sorry for that comment. <laughs> Breaking news: oh, Henry crap. Hobbs has been suspended from the Behind the Wall podcast for an offensive hurricane joke. Yeah. Well, I, I mean they named a hurricane after me, so I guess I, I guess I can make those jokes. I just realized that it's not a fictional character, so I gotta I gotta figure out another one. It seemed <laughs> too good to be true. Hurricane Sandy. Um all right. Give me a second here. All right. Uh with the final pick in the behind the wall media football draft. Uh, the Hob Musk football team selects. I don't even know. I'm on the spot here because I can't even. I can't even think of uh, fictional characters. Oh, Carl Weezer, Jimmy Neutron. The dude's a chunk. Dude is chunky. I was thinking him or uh, even Patrick Starr. So I'm glad we both uh, think about Nickelodeon characters. I was, it was between uh, between uh, Carl or Iron Man, but Iron Man was too basic, so I had to go with 
Uh, Carl Weezer. Wasn't that you did the dude that was like obsessed with llamas too? Yeah, I like llamas. And Jimmy's mom. <laughs> excuse me, are you gonna finish that croissant? <laughs> uh, excuse me, are you gonna finish that croissant? That's enough, Carl Weezer, for me. All right, let's jump into uh, Daytona. We we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but let's go in depth about it. Best race of the season. What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I know we do picks at the end of the podcast, but we don't use. I don't think we've ever done someone we want to win. So that's neither a dark horse or your actual pick. But who, who's who's a person that you really want to see win this weekend? And we'll, we'll go with someone who's outside the playoffs. I'll go first. Uh, I really want to see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. win. Uh, not going to lie, a few years ago, I wasn't a big fan of his, but honestly, seeing him move from uh, Roush to GTG Doherty, I've kind of earned a lot more respect for him. I feel like he's actually a really solid racer. He's shown that he can compete at more places than a super speedway race. And honestly, I feel like he's been cut a lot of bad breaks this year. He was running well early in the season, but just caught up in incidents he couldn't control bad you know wrong place at the wrong time a lot of bad luck so i'd really like to see him uh race his way into the playoffs with a win and then he can definitely get it done so i'd actually like to see him because i feel like he could be a dark horse in the playoffs if he does make it yeah i'm a. that's a good pick riggy stenhouse is uh really exciting i i wish he lasted to, through the race for most of these events because He's just so exciting to watch. But I'm going to go with the team that's won this race before and probably one of the biggest quote-unquote fluke races of all time uh, when Justin Haley won. I'm going to go Spire Motorsports. I want to see Corey LaJoy get back in victory lane. I think the seven teams hasn't had an awful season for what Spire is, and I think Corey LaJoy is not a driver. He's going to come in there and just do what Justin Haley does and drive. For the heck of it, Corey LaJoy wants to win, and I think uh, Daytona's probably like a open door for anybody to come in there and win. He could go win the race, lock himself into the playoffs, and then we'd have Michael McDowell and Corey LaJoy in the playoffs, who probably won't see the playoffs for a very long time unless Corey LaJoy gets a top-tier ride here soon. Because I think Corey LaJoy is like a pretty solid driver. He's stacking pennies, that's for sure. I'm going to go with Kaz Grala because I, I love I love seeing Matt Colley, Chris Rice, and the boys out at Colley Racing get wins in both the Xfinity Series and Cup. So they, they've had quite the ride in both Xfinity and Cup. So I'd love to see him continue that success and Kaz Grala get the win. Uh, that way we can see an all-out points battle between uh, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon because that's going to be just drama. Because Austin Dillon said during the Michigan race that he's – He's got no teammates right now, so he's driving as if he's a one-car team. So I think that's going to be super interesting. Uh, I don't see them really helping each other out because I think at the end of the day, yeah, you've got a teammate, but you guys are both fighting for the same spot. So we're going to see quite the race. I really want to see a lot of action throughout the race, but I don't want to see a big wreck early on because then we're going to get a repeat of the Daytona 500 where they wrecked, had the big one super early, and everyone was like, screw this. I'm just going to log laps the entire race and – you know, get after it in the final 10, 15 laps. So I want to see action. I want to see bump, uh, beating and banging. But I, I, want, I, I do want to see a big one, but just later on in the race. So I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully it's an all-timer. 
Uh, I think we could easily get 100% on this race if we see a lot of action and Matt Benedetto win because you've got all those <clears throat> Benedetto fans just waiting for some good news. I don't think they're going to get it, but it'll be good for NASCAR, I guess. But I'm excited. I'm I'm fired up for this weekend's race. I've got to say, I think this points battle between Reddick and Dylan as teammates is really reminiscent of last year between Johnson and Byron. Last year, I was so torn between. I wanted both of them to make the playoffs so bad. I was happy for William Byron, but at the same time, being Jimmy's last year, seeing him win again or making playoffs really meant a lot to me. And I know there's a chance they could both make him Matt Benedetto get knocked out, but fortunately, unfortunately, that wasn't the way it was. So I feel like I don't have as much invested into each of these drivers, but the points battle between teammates is going to be really interesting. And it's going to make a hard decision for Richard Childress. Does he want to see his grandson or one of his best young drivers in a while make the playoffs? I think either way, we're going to see an all-out battle between the two. I, I do think one of them, if not both, are going to get caught up in a wreck at some point just because they're going to be super aggressive. We saw what Reddick's done at Super Speedways. He, he's not afraid to push the issue. He's like a mini Ricky Stenhouse Jr. trying to fit his car in places where it probably shouldn't be. Uh, I'm sure drivers don't really appreciate that. But I think, you know, I, I do. I, like I said, I believe they're both going to be caught up in an accident at some point. And it's going to come down to the pit crews who can repair their car to where they're, you know, competitive. And if not competitive, where they're able to log laps and just hope that the other team just can't repair the car. But I think, you know, fights, not not really, like points battles at the end of the regular season for the the finale are always super interesting. But I feel like the 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 atmosphere is a little hyped up where it's it's more significant when it's two teammates battling because obviously you want to be in the playoffs but you don't want to screw over your teammate at the same time so I, I think this is a great opportunity for nascar to get big like if, if i were them i'd be pushing the crap out of this points battle two teammates going at it you don't get that in any other sports that's true i uh i i'd like to see tyler reddick do something because i'm super high on him and we've listened to podcasts the past couple weeks uh, you could tell I've been really high on him recently, and I think he's really talented. But I think playoff experience is something that's like hard to come by, and just having the experience of being able to go in there and clutch up, essentially. Austin Dillon's been there a couple times. He uh, looked like he had it last year, but ended up not. But I don't know. I want to see Tyler Reddick do good. I want to see him make the playoffs, and I uh, I think it'd be good for RCR to get a car in there and if somebody just goes and wins this race uh, this weekend, who's not even in the talks or making it on points, it I think it's going to be like a, I don't even know the phrase I'm looking for, like a punch to the chest for RCR. As hard as those teams have, I guess, worked and struggled this year. If Matty D goes and wins it, Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace, there's so many different teams that can go in there and win. And I don't know. I'm pulling for Reddick. I I want to see him succeed. I want to see Austin Dillon succeed, but I think it'd be a pretty cool one. I think Reddick can do something in the playoffs. Who do you think has the best shot of winning this weekend outside of the playoffs? Bubba Wallace. He's, uh, he's yeah, in I agree. A, I think they're probably putting extra funding in these cars because or the car now because they know what it uh what this race is and what it can do. And he's in essentially a fifth JGR car. He's got insane amounts of funding. 
if he doesn't win this race or if doesn't continue to improve towards the end of the year, I think you essentially are going to call this year, yeah, it's the first year for the team, but JGR has had enough affiliates over the year that or the couple the past years that they know what they need in a team and they wouldn't want set 23-11 up to fail. So I don't know. I think Bubba could have done more in that car this year. There's still 11 races left, but I don't know. A playoff run needs to happen next year, but I think if there's a car out there that can win, I think it's Bubba Wallace's 23 car. It's just if the driver is able to go up there and wheel the thing to the front. Yeah, if he can avoid trouble too. We, we've seen what he can do on super speedways, led a bunch of laps at Talladega, uh, was competitive all throughout speed weeks, leading, and he just has a fast car. So I think if – I would not be surprised if Bubba Wallace pulls it off this weekend. I would not in the slightest. And I think it would be – I think it would be a cool scene. First win, getting into the playoffs for uh, the first win in, uh, for the new organization with uh, 23-11 – it's it's great. I mean, we've got a lot of great potential storylines that NASCAR can just jump on immediately. Benedetto wins, uh, Bubba Wallace wins. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So I, I'm excited. Jay, what about you? I think the best the driver outside the playoffs with the best chance of winning. I could see the argument being Bubba Wallace, but I just. I still don't see him being the ability to put together a good race last year. Uh, or, excuse me, last Daytona 500. He was close, but I just don't feel like he is the best super speedway driver. He has a fast car super speedways, but I don't really see him as a good super speedway driver necessarily. And honestly, I know I said, I mentioned him earlier, but I believe he could definitely get it done. And that's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um I think, you know, he's the only one aggressive enough, the only one outside the current playoff field who knows how to lead a super speedway race. He knows how to draft. Yeah, I think the only thing holding him back would be himself being too aggressive or not having drafting partners because nobody wants to draft with him necessarily. But I still see him as being the the best chance of somebody outside the top or outside the playoffs uh, being able to win this race. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into Dark Horses race picks. Start with Joshua. Who you got this weekend for the cutoff race for the regular season? Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. We've talked about the possibility of the whole pod, and I think we're going to see a driver from outside the top, I guess 17 in points right now, win. And I think... It's a tough decision. I'm looking between Matty D and I think Daniel Suarez, but I'm going to go Matty D. I feel like he he wants it more than most people out there uh, just because at what's at stake to uh, go into next season. I think it's a chance for him to prove himself, get his first win, his hundredth, uh, the 100th win for the Wood Brothers. That would be phenomenal to come at Dayton and lock himself into the playoffs. I think Matty D is going to get it done, and RCR boys are going to go home upset. Okay, I could see that. Um, as far as a dark horse goes, um, you know, I feel like the whole field is a dark horse at a super speedway, so it's really just picking the right one. Honestly, uh, I would like to see how Eric Jones does this uh, this weekend. I think, you know, with the more even playing field, he has a better shot, obviously. He's a good play, 
plate racer. He's had a lot of good finishes at Daytona. He's won this race before. Um, definitely a setback being in RPM equipment now, but he just signed a fresh deal. Uh, cool sponsor this weekend. I'd really look for him to uh, show up or at least, you know, finish well, if not, could win this race. Um, and then as far as a race pick goes, I'm going to have to go with Denny Hamlin. Finally gets his first win of the year. Does that at Daytona where he runs so well. And I just think he'll be up front all night and find a way to avoid uh, all the incidents. Good picks all around. I'm going to go Dark Horse Ross Chastain. He's He, he wants the win. He's going to be up there fighting for it. That's the only way he can make it into the playoffs. Uh, the Chevys have been great. Uh, his... He, he can avoid wrecks. He's won at Daytona before. He's got the experience. I'm going to go uh, Ross Chastain, Dark Horse race winner. Bubba Wallace mentioned it two minutes ago. He's got so much speed at these super speedways, especially Daytona. Saw him during speed weeks. He's got the speed. Uh, he's got the teammates to, or I guess, uh, Toyota teammates. Teammates, you know. Uh, he's, got, he's got the people around him that will push him to a victory. Uh, he's got the he's I mean just JGR in general is great at Daytona so I he's gonna be he's gonna be up there so as long as he can stay out of trouble I see him winning this weekend he's gonna shock the world get in find a way into the playoffs but would be surprised if any, any if anyone else did it because it's Daytona final race this season so make sure you tune in this Saturday on NBC Coke Zero Sugar 400 that's all we got this week we'll see you soon <laughs>